There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Market House has the cleanest, leanest, juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight. Expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier. Unlike many online butchers, you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E dot com. And use the code COUNTRY. What's up, y'all? I'm KC. And I'm Tyler. And this is another Big Buck Breakdown from the Element Podcast. Brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras. on the show today we have got tony ball he is a colorado resident who is a straight stone cold killer tony what's happening man no not much just uh getting organized here from the end of elk season trying to figure my life out plan a wedding and and uh kill some more stuff you're fixing (laughs) to start the season of seasons sir it's going to be the best of all yeah don't kill your marriage though you know what i mean (laughs) yeah i'll try not yeah marriage is just starting so uh well the wife has uh, has an elk tag, so you know what? Maybe we'll just kick it off with a bang, yeah. kill her her first bull, and uh, yeah, we'll just smooth sail right into uh, you know 50 years of, of happiness and <laughs> as much go. hunting as I want. Yeah, Perfect. I love it, dude. Is that actually the honeymoon trip? Is you know that uh, elk tag she has, or y'all got something planned in between there? No, we were supposed to go to New Zealand on a honeymoon, and then with this Corona stuff, uh, that's got pushed out. So she's she's kind of left it up in the air whatever we kind of want to do she's a huge fly fisherman and we've gotten her into hunting the past couple of years so she's all about alaska oh so that's I'm, cool i'm kind of looking at maybe doing something like that but it's gonna be getting cold that, up there soon isn't it? we eloped in july and what's that it's gonna be getting cold up there soon isn't it in Alaska. Oh yeah, yeah. This is gonna have to be next year. Yeah, year I got after. you. See, yeah. from, I'm from Texas, so that's like the first thing we think about. <laughs> Temperature, <laughs> weather. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Snow? What's that? Uh, yeah, you guys. You guys head back south once uh, once elk season's done up here in the Rockies. You get out of this cold stuff. Snowbirds, man. Oh man, let me tell you, we hit some of that snow that was kind of residual from uh, you oh, know that, yeah. that second week blizzard that yep. happened. It was like we camped in an icebox, man. I mean, it was like <laughs> the sun never hit where we, where our tents were, and it was just freezing cold. But, uh, 
a yeah. little bit. Surprisingly enough, usually we come back to Texas and it's still sweltering, and it wasn't this year. It was, yeah. it's, it's been pretty mild. It's been a good September for us, but been a stellar September for you, man. You absolutely smoked a stud there in Colorado, <laughs> dude. That's a great bull. Bull, as yeah. opposed to buck. That's right. That's right. That's right. So this is normally a big buck breakdown, but uh, we know that there. We we kind of know the backstory on this, and we had to get you on to to kind of talk about this thing, man. So tell us about that hunt for that bull. Yeah, appreciate it. No, I uh, I was just the lucky one that was able to uh, release an arrow. Uh, I was hunting with uh, a couple of longtime hunting buddies, brothers uh, Nate and Dan McCorkle. Um, you know stone cold killers from from up here that kind of took me under their wing i don't know many years ago and and uh we were hunting hunting as a trio we had three elk tags and uh kind of got into some bulls we were we were in the back country quite a few miles six or seven miles got into some got into some elk uh the evening of day one and day two and then man we were grinding day three and four and weren't really seeing a bunch weren't really getting into them and, and decided to go back to where we were hunting day two it was kind of this long aspen uh drainage that that kind of went up above timberline and, and turned into to beetle kill and and had this really awesome bench with a ton of wallows and then just you know the elk had been living in there for all summer seemed like uh ton of sign and and uh yeah sun started coming up started hearing you know a couple bugles on the ridge and before we knew it the bull piped off i don't know 90 to 100 yards away and and uh, my buddy nate dropped back and dan and i were out front kind of call it the triangle of death mm, i like it <laughs> <laughs> it's fun when you got three guys and, and you got a bull that wants to play because someone's gonna get a shot or someone's gonna you know someone's gonna miss or we're gonna we're gonna kill something yeah. so um nate was back there and man we're huge huge proponents of chris rowe and and, and what he teaches and a couple lost cow calls and a bull bugled 80 yards from me and a bull bugled 80 yards from Dan. And it was kind of like a race to see who could shoot, who could shoot a bull first. <laughs> and, uh, Nate was back there just, you know, given, given all the, uh, uh, assembly muse and calf calls that he could. And within like 45 seconds, I just hear an arrow, you know, get let go and a bunch of crashing and Dan had shot, shot his bullet like 10 yards. Oh, wow. Uh, so he shoots that bull and in my bull, the one that was coming in, you know, towards me, he, he swung downwind and busted. So we were, we were hooping and hollering, trying to stay quiet and kind of seemed like as the, as the morning kept progressing, this herd that we had kind of to our West and then the herd that was back to the South, they almost met right in this, right in this bottom where the Aspens transitioned to, to uh, dark timber and it was all of a sudden you know there was six seven eight bulls bugling a couple herd bulls i mean everyone was just trying to trying to grab that hot cow uh i think this was september let me think about this 19th so you know it'd been pretty slow up until then and yeah there must have been a hot cow or two because there was there was some unbelievable bugling um we started shadowing the herd you know we were gonna sit there and, and cut up dan's bull and we're like what are we doing like <laughs> we could kill another one this is nuts so with our packs um nate and i did and dan were like well you're all-time caller dude you're tagged out yes yeah, slipped up in there and was we're shadowing the the one herd that was kind of closest to us and and uh at this point day five man it's it was pretty much browning down i mean i had i had wanted to kill a six point but 
at, I also wanted to fill the freezer and with a couple more days of hunting, it was, it was on. So we, we got in there and kind of had a little bit of a bugle fest with a, with a bull, um, that ended up, you know, being my bull that come in and he just come in super timid and slow. And, and it, what really changed him is once we, once we went from super excited cow calls or, or Dan did to, to kind of more relaxed, um, sweet, sexy cow calls and, you know, some bugles and some raking it, he'd really, I mean, it kind of changed. He was more defensive and then he was kind of more, more, uh, more passive and just kind of come in real nice and slow. He was actually feeding kind of on his way in and, hmm. and, uh, I had a couple openings and he, he turned uphill to get on the same level as Dan on the same elevation. And when he did, I come to full draw and the stupid thing stopped behind a bunch of timber. <laughs> So of course, I mean, you guys know how it is. You're yes. sitting there, you start shaking, <laughs> you know, you're, you're doubting if he's going to step through. Do you let down? Do you not? And, uh, he took another step and a half and I guessed him right about 32, maybe, you know, 30, 32. And he was like 25. So I let that arrow go and it hit him low. I think, you know, probably bottom of the heart and he spun and and ran downhill and as he was running away i was like oh yeah he does have six points (laughs) (laughs) looks good to me and just like tony was talking about man sometimes when you're on a big bull in the mountains you have to draw back and hold your draw for a long time before you get your shot and whenever you're doing that you need a comfortable release that you are comfortable with that you are confident in and you know is going to perform to the best of your ability and never fail you. And that's exactly what Cobra releases are. I love mine. I've got a little hook style release where I don't even have to look down at my dig loop. I just hook that thing through, draw back, and I'm locked in and ready to go to shoot a big bull or a big buck. So go check out CobraArchery.com. He ran down there and, and it was a super open kind of creek bed. Well, there was still a bunch of elk, you know, above him and he was you know, kind of went down there and, and bedded pretty close to the creek. So I had all that noise to, to cover, you know, if I was going to sneak in and try to get another arrow in him or what. And, uh, you know, kind of like my dad and grandpa would say, you know, keep shooting until there's four legs in the air. <laughs> so, so I snuck down there and he was kind of going in and out, um, with a heart shot. He was, he was hurting pretty good and you know, able to get another one in him and, it was weird. You know, I shot him again right behind the shoulder and he sat there for like three Mississippi, like nothing had even happened. Um, and then get up, you know, got up and did the death run. Well, he ran out of sight and I was kind of like, uh, what just happened? Like he just, he just acted like he wasn't wounded. And I could see my arrow, you know, was hanging out on the opposite side shoulder and then it fell out halfway through. So when he went out of sight, kind of up the Creek, we were like, well, let's give him some time. And, so we're just sitting there and you're kind of counting the minutes and I don't know, 20, 20 ish minutes had gone by and another bull bugled and this bull, he come out of those Aspen. And I think he was just kind of following the herd, just, you know, raghorn bull, just kind of wanting some love. So we, we set up real quick and made a couple cow calls and Nate was, you know, he was the only one left that hadn't shot. Well, he, he shoots a longbow. Uh, he was, he was pretty bloodthirsty. So this bull come, you know, he come in pretty good, but just kind of skirted Nate and he come into five yards from me where I was cow calling. I knew my thermals were going to get him at some point. Well, the bull was like in between me and Nate at one point and I could see him sneaking through the timber 
right? Like the bull didn't swing downwind like a you know like a lot of elk do mm-hmm. to catch you know to catch scent. He just comes straight in. So all of a sudden I'm I'm laying there like I am in the firing line if he lets an arrow go. Like <laughs> I don't know if I spook the elk out of here and ruin this opportunity or duck for cover or cover my vitals because I might have a you know a 250 grain cutthroat coming my way any second. <laughs> So luckily the bull ended up, I say luckily the bull ended up spooking. I don't think Nate was too happy about it, but um, <laughs> we all kind of joined back. I was like, wow, you know, that's pretty cool. And uh, we all sat down, you know, like, let's calm our nerves and see what happens. And I stood up on my knees to get something out of my pack. And Nate's bull, you know, nice little four by five bull was raking a tree in the sunlight. And I was like, there's another one right there. So I there slipped behind Nate and, and made some soft cow calls and he stroked that bolt like 33 yards and i don't think he ran 40 yards i mean double lunged him i've never seen a bull die so fast he was shooting shooting that longbow and i think they're 250 grain cutthroat broadheads from rock mount specialty gear there in denver and just pummeled that thing and he died he died so fast and just you know just to watch him go down in sight was just insane so we were all we were all in shock there at that point Man. you know just hugs and high fives and what did <laughs> we just do and you know you're on you're lowest to lowest to the highest of highs and uh we walked up to his bowl and admiring it and i looked over my shoulder and my bowl was laying 60 50 60 yards away up on that hill just Golly, you dude. know darn near dead so that's not that's like the old days where you hear about guys just you know mountain men going <laughs> up and stacking them up that's like what y'all did with three bulls <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, yeah, we looked at we looked at uh we took a picture of Dan's bull laying there. We took a picture of him at like seven fifteen, and when we were standing over Nate's bull, it was eight thirty, and we knew you know for us to have three bulls shot, you know died pretty much in sight. We were all just like, this is never going to happen again. Like, <laughs> Nate was like, it didn't matter how many bulls were bugling. I had to shoot that bull for us to kill all three bulls, you know, in an hour. It's just never going to, like, just got to take advantage of the opportunity. And and we were super blessed that day that it was us. Yeah, absolutely. And quite honestly, that's never going to happen to anybody, much less (laughs) y'all. You know, like, that is crazy. Dude, what a story to tell to, you know, your kids and your grandkids and yeah. everything for forever, man. It's just a freaking awesome yeah. thing. But yeah. I got to ask, the pack out on three oh. bulls <laughs> from the backcountry, how'd that go? That's a good question. Um, well, we're, we're you know, in, in, in no shape or, or, or means the, uh, the hardcore, you know, Fit, you know, fitness dudes. We, we tried to stay in shape, but there was no way we were going to get one, let alone three bulls out of the backcountry. So we had, we had some good friends and an outfitter lined up with horses. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So we, and there was no way we could hunt that country without it, man. Like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter how we we ding near killed ourselves. We cut meat for like five hours, hung it in trees, getting it cooled, and we had a super nice overcast day that day, which uh-huh. was kind of unlike the rest of the latter half of September has been in Colorado. It's just been hot. It's been clear. Um, but we had a great day that day, got meat hung. And then we packed Nate and I's bull was like 
0.7 miles from a meadow we thought the horses could get to mm. and we kind of gambled on it but we were like well, i think we can cut trail through kind of the aspen as it goes down back you know to a main trail and uh we packed down our two bulls to there and then dan he's he's a crazy crossfit dude uh he packed his old bull out by himself uh but it was 300 oh. yards away from that meadow so he got it done he got it done pretty quick Gosh. um yeah, so we had all three bulls there right about dark. So we, you know, we were done right around that eight thirty, eight fifteen mark or whatever, and then um, we started walking back to camp that night at at eight thirty, right as it was getting dark. Oh, that's a long but rewarding day, that's for sure. Yeah. It was. I've uh, we shared some whiskey and some, and uh, I don't think we ate ribeyes. No, we ate ribeyes the the next night because the outfitter was able to bring us up some good food. But, nice. Uh, um, yeah, we were we were ready for some sleep for sure. I, I would bet. imagine, man. I would for sure. It's uh, <laughs> I've never had the privilege of killing an elk in the morning. I've killed two bulls, and they've both oh. been at last light. So you're cutting yep. up till like 11 p.m., which is kind of yep. eerie and kind of cool at the same time. I'm not really that bear scared, so it's not that big of a deal for me. But uh, black both, bears. Yeah, then both bull. Yeah, grizzlies are a different story, but that's why we hunt in Colorado. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's neat to cut up a bull and just be sitting there cutting up elk, having a good time, and then you just hear bugles popping off. You know, it's like a, it's kind of a surreal mm-hmm. feeling. So that it is, is pretty Absolutely. awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. is this a is this like when something like this happens? Do you guys look at it like, man, this could happen in any unit that we hunt, um, or is this something where you're like, okay, there's something that we need to come back here for? Man, it was it's tough not to say we need to, you know, we need to draw this tag every single year, right? you know, or we need to pay a, uh, an amount of money that our wives will slap us for, for a, a landowner <laughs> voucher or something like that. Yeah. Cause it, it was incredible, but you know, I mean, we explored a lot of country and, you know, obviously didn't have that sort of a ca- encounter. It was just a mix of kind of the factors. I mean, the moon was good. You know, the equinox was right there two different herds coming together a hot cow and just that magical that magical morning that you that you dream about mm-hmm. you know for september and it just it happened to happen to happen to us i think i think you could definitely do it you know in other units especially in colorado um just with the amount of elk we have you know none of these none of these bulls were were giant you know 350 360 <laughs> shoot you know 330 bulls but just the amount of, you know, bull to cow ratio, I think is huge factor in all of those stars, you know, lined up for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were able to capitalize And and what was, I think the coolest part of the whole scenario was, you know, Nate was calling for Dan's bull. Dan was calling for my bull and I was calling for Nate's bull. <laughs> yeah. That's and it awesome. was all like, you know what? I killed the best bull, but it wasn't because I did anything special. It's because my caller did his job and he walked in front of me, you know? Yeah. And, and it, any single, you know, any one of us, you know, would have been able to, to, to shoot, you know, the bull that I killed and, and, and vice versa on any of the other bulls. I mean, we had, they had some opportunities, you know, on day two on, you know, a 340, 350 bull and we, it just doesn't have, you know, it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a very, uh, just a very, you know, awesome experience just to, just to be able to, to be there with, you know, some of the awesome, awesome dudes that have been able to, to hunt with and get to know and and then enjoy the experience just as much as you do yeah that's cool man for sure man so um you know you said y'all actually came back to 
that place after going, you know, kind of looking for yep. elk elsewhere. What mm-hmm. changed to make it so good? Had y'all overlooked elk, or had they moved in because of hunter pressure or something? Or, like, why did that spot suddenly get good? Yeah, we knew there were some hunters on a, you know, on a distant ridge um, that had filled, the outfitter had said. Uh, and we, you know, going in there, we, we, we pretty much blew it up on day two. I mean, we hunted the dark timber hard. We... Well, like we went to, you know, we like to call it born and raised it. You know, we, we went through the dark timber and trolled and bugled and, you know, we did anything we could to wake a bull up and piss him off. Um, but just the scent that we left in there, taking a nap, hang, you know, hanging out, we just felt like we should give it a couple of days. And yeah. we, all this other country looked great too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, we spent day four, the day before all this craziness happened, we didn't see an elk or hear an elk. Mm. We saw bighorn sheep, we saw deer, we saw moose, but we didn't see an elk. And I mean, we were like, man, maybe we made a mistake. Like maybe we need to get extracted ASAP. This is, you know, this isn't going to happen. And then a drop of a hat, like you guys know, when you're least expecting it, you walk into something like that where some elk had been pushed in the cow, you know, there's a cow in heat and, and here we go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like the nineteenth, man. I, I killed one of my bulls on the nineteenth, and uh, really? you know how it is. It's if you kill something on a day, that means you like that day. Yep. Nobody's ever like, I killed a bull that day, but it's not my favorite. You know, it's not really how it <laughs> yeah, goes. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've been a last Friday of the season guy forever. Really? Yeah, they just make me earn it every single year, <laughs> and just you know have have big bulls just piss me off and break my heart all season long. And then when it's browning down, the last Friday of the season just seems to do it for me. So I was like, well, I'm not going to kill a bull. We're not hunting the last Friday of the season this year. <laughs> well, you, you made it happen either way. You didn't even need that Friday luck. That's good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Well, dude, that's such an awesome story, man. It's really, really cool. Uh, and your season's really not over, right? It's just kind of beginning with that no, it's just kind of beginning. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, so we live in in northeastern Colorado and, and, uh, like I was telling you guys earlier, um, my grandpa homesteaded here in the early 1900s and it's been passed down to the family fourth generation. Now my cousin, uh, Cody ball, uh, manages and, and runs the ranch now with his mom. And, uh, uh, my grandma still lives out there, but, uh, we have, uh, like what we call, you know, super fun, awesome antelope camp coming up this weekend, get a bunch of, bunch of good friends and family around with rifle antelope tags and, see how many uh, prairie carp we can stack up opening morning. <laughs> uh, that's, that's funny, There's man. a couple of us that try to shoot good ones, but, you know, if anything, it's a it's a fun time to, to uh, get together. And then, yeah, my wife's got a first season um, rifle elk tag here in Colorado. And then that's the next two weekends. And we get married October 16th, which is a Friday. <laughs> And maybe do a little fishing that weekend if she'll uh, if she'll go with me. Nice. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The I, I've never fished that much in the fall because we're always we're always uh, hunting. So there's a there's a ton of good fishing. We're gonna get married in Laramie, Wyoming. So oh, cool, man. Um, yeah, we have that, and then it's deer season, man. It's time to get after some mule deer. And I guess a few of those whitetails, if if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> you know, we kind of like those pretty good. But we do. this week we're going to be uh, equal opportunity abusers. Um, either one is going to go down for us. We're heading to South Dakota, it. and uh, it's just a deer tag. So whatever we can stick, especially since we didn't have a lot of uh, luck in elk season, um, like our um, our minimums are dropping. You know, it's kind <laughs> of uh, I don't live this way, but from what I hear, like. 
if you're a single person and you're out on the town as the yep. night gets later, yep. yeah, you don't. And you don't, more beers are that's consumed. Right. <laughs> that's right. So I, I'm in the waiting hours dropping. of the night right now. If he's got a forky, like uh, we're I'm, at the bottom well, of the scale. Yeah, that's here. right. That's right, man. As we mentioned, we're heading up to South Dakota right now, and for us, a lot of times on these out-of-state trips, if they're extended, say like five, six, seven days, like this should be, what we'll do is we'll hang a trail camera early on in the trip and hopefully uh, be able to come back and reference the data that we get off of that. And the trail cameras we've been using the last couple of years, uh, last several years actually have been Exodus trail cameras. They perform awesome guys. They have one of the best warranties out there, maybe the best warranty out there. And because of that, we have confidence to put those trail cameras on public land uh, where they do stand a pretty high chance of getting stolen. But with their warranty, that's no big deal. So if you hunt public land or you just want some high quality imagery out of your trail cameras, go check out ExodusOutdoorGear.com. Is there is there any factor of you, you guys aren't bringing home elk meat, so the oh. wives are like, well, then why do you, why do you go hunting? Absolutely, not it's like <laughs> my wife's favorite thing to eat is elk. She loves it, yeah. and uh, I've been feeding her wild hog, and she's actually kind of turning on that. She kind of likes it, okay. but you know you mm-hmm. can't beat elk, and uh, she so. likes it well done. So she won't be able to tell the difference in that and mule deer probably. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I just get one of those speed goats. Man, we've we've hunted a lot of you know, plain mule deer and in, in, in corn fed mule deer and whitetail and I don't think you can tell a difference. Yeah. yeah. I've kinda of wondered that I would imagine. You know, yeah. well I've eaten a few mule deer from up in the high country stuff, you know, we're not really high, but yeah. you know, that live in dark timber and stuff and and they kinda of tend to have a little taste to them it seems, but uh I would bet oh, yeah. it's just like a, a corn fed cow, you know, like they're gonna taste pretty yeah. good. So hopefully so, man. Well if people want to keep up with uh you know, what you got going on and, and all the stuff that you keep, uh, you know, slocking and laying down, man. Where can they check out what you got going on? Uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Instagram, uh, Tony G ball, just all one word. Um, golf ball. Is your name golf? <laughs> not golf. Uh, no, I, that was, that was a good, uh, good high school joke. I'm sure you guys can put together some words to, uh, to, uh, to form a nickname. Goofball. Um, Goofball, I might, right? yeah, yeah, might, yeah. Spitball might name my daughter crystal. Just all <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, I just became a dad recently, so I have to throw out some dad jokes. It's just the way it I goes, man. It. So yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, if you're listening, go follow Tony. He, he has a pretty cool page. You can see that giant bull that he uh he shot this year with his buddies and you actually posted a pretty cool picture the other day where you could see i think it was dan's bull in the background is that right or somebody's yeah one nate, of, yeah nate's bull nate's in the bull. background and and it's uh he did a panorama nate did when i was sitting there you know admiring my bull and you can uh you can look close and and see his bull laying down there in the creek it was and trust me we didn't drag it into focus I mean, you can't <laughs> you can't drag an elk anyway uh, right. i thought dan was a crossfitter <laughs> they can do anything can't they that's true you might have put it on his shoulders if i asked him to. well if he didn't post it on instagram he's not a true crossfitter right, <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> oh jeez. they well, got to make sure everybody knows what they're doing yeah. yeah, we're gonna. You guys are gonna get some hate mail for that. <laughs> uh, everybody knows we're kidding. No, it's we're, all love. Well, over we're white tail guys too, so we have a lot of guys who like you know duplex cookies and stuff. That's so. right. Oh yeah. yeah, Reese's. That was the big thing today. Is lots of Reese's. So, yeah. uh, anyways, Tony, thanks so much for coming on and telling us the story, dude. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. You got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of tags to fill, and I hope you get them all. And uh, y'all have fun in Laramie on, on the, uh, the wedding and and the uh, fishing trip, man. 
Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks again. And uh, really enjoyed uh, what you guys got going on. So we'll be talking soon, I'm sure. And good luck in South Dakota. Man, what an awesome story about a big buck. Guys, we want to say a big thanks to Exodus Trail Cameras and Cobra Archery for being a part of this Big Buck Breakdown. For sure, man. And also, if you want to check out what we do on a daily basis, maybe even see some of these big bucks, go to Instagram and follow us at The Element Wild. And then also subscribe on YouTube to keep up with what we're doing throughout the season. And subscribe on the podcast. And remember, this is your element. Living it. a lot of frustration brothers let's forgive and forget market house has the cleanest leanest juiciest meat and seafood shipped to your home overnight expect the service of a local butcher and the convenience of a large supplier unlike many online butchers you can grab just one meal's worth or lock in for a subscription box. Choose from grass-fed and grass-finished beef, American Wagyu, free-range poultry, grass-fed lamb, wild-caught king crab, seafood, and more. For 15% off your first order, use code COUNTRY at checkout. Just visit markethouse.com. That's M-A-R-K-E-T-H-O-U-S-E.com. And use the code COUNTRY. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins.